over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah, it is. Come on in. We are every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We're here today to inform, protect, and entertain you on each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. Voted number one in Arizona, number one homeowner resource and contractor referral for the entire state, 14 years running in a row. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us here at Rosie on the House. And you do that right now by dialing toll-free, 1-888-767-4348. My wife, Sweet Jennifer, is the call screener. She'll pick your call up. We'll get you on air as quick as we can. We've got Gary D., our broadcast engineer, dialing in all the dials and making sure we're set correctly. And my son and co-host, Romy is here in the studio with me. Allow us, the team at Rosie on the House, the privilege of putting our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes experience to work for you. one 767 on this Labor Day weekend holiday. Whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here all your life, And no matter where you are in Arizona, I've probably been there, and I've probably tried to get done what you're trying to get to. Let us put our experience to work for you. And if I haven't been there and I haven't tried it, I probably know someone who has, and I can get you in the right hands of the right person to help you knock that project out. We work all week long, hard to give you Arizona homeowners the information you need about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Romy, I have to tell you, I just want to take my hat off to you and the rest of the team for putting this water resource guide together. The whole month of August, we worked on, covered, discussed, explored the topic of water in Arizona. Kind of a Kind of a hot topic right now over the last several years. And the team put together a water resource guide. If you have any questions about the water supply at your neighborhood in Arizona, go to rosieonthehouse.com. Go to the search engine and just type in water resource guide and it will pop up that guide which we produced in the last month probably has i haven't counted them all but i think it's 20 or 30 different links you could take an entire week and just take a page at a time and in a week's time or two weeks time you could have an unbelievable background information education on water in Arizona. So that was the month of August. Here in September, we kind of changed the topic a little bit. We're going into small spaces, tiny spaces, unique spaces. And you can join the conversation at one 767 4348 
one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three, or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse dot com if you need to send a photo there. Absolutely. The topic in particular about today are projects that you can get done, and I I, I kind of took a, a, a we've got five projects that we're going to talk about getting done this time of year. But I was I was. Romy, I got I got so excited yesterday. Dad and I were just sitting in the <laughs> yes. beside where's the fireplace. The, where's this going? And uh, he he looks at me and goes, if, he said, I have a question for you. I'm like, all right. He goes, if you could pick one project that you wanted me to figure finish at this house this weekend, what would it be? And my mind went crazy at all the projects that I would like to have done in the weekend. Which was my favorite? What? And then a few minutes later, he goes, I just wanted some ideas for the show <laughs> so i thought i was getting a project done but i guess not <laughs> nice trick what? though <laughs> did did you come up with an answer well it was too big a question <laughs> but i did have some thoughts for you know people trying to narrow that down a three-day weekend <clears throat> it's a three-day weekend it's the last three-day weekend really until you know the holidays the the big the big influx of holiday activity yeah, that's right and families are getting all you know the getting in the routine for school. They've got after-school activities, sports. This may be the last three-day weekend you really have maybe to get something done or at least to plan it. Well, you know? and, 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 and you missed one very important aspect of my question. I said, sweetheart, if you could wave a magic wand, oh. what project would you want done over this three-day weekend that could get done without interfering with the football schedule. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Now, that now, that was a key part of the question. Not sure I heard the sweetheart part either, but that's okay. And the magic wand and made the magic a difference, wand. too. The yeah. magic yeah. wand yeah. made a big difference. Yeah. So if you're trying to tackle a project, and one of the projects Jennifer talked about in last night's conversation is, you know, with school starting, holidays coming up, I think families ought to rethink their drop zones. Uh, could they organize better? Where the kids are dropping the backpacks, where the shoes are coming off, where the where the uh, sooner or later we'll have sweaters that we'll need to get out of the closet and start hanging up. So organizing that drop zone would be a would be a project you could get done this three day weekend and not miss one minute of the game. Well, and, and a little less on home improvement side is just maybe a time to share calendars. Like what's what's this fall going to look like? Where will we plug these things in? If we're having company, what does that spare bedroom look like? Do we need to declutter it? Is there, can you get to the bed? You know, that kind of stuff. So just kind of use it as a weekend to think ahead even and to plan out that time. Absolutely. Now, in addition to the projects we'd like to get done in three days, given this is our three-day Labor Day weekend, um, and I know many of you are like Jennifer and I. We, we really avoid traveling on three-day weekends. We have some new employees at Rosie Wright Remodeling that have joined us from out of state. Uh, they wanted to know what they were going to do on this three-day weekend, and they're going to go see Prescott mm. for the three-day weekend, and they're going to wait and do it on Monday. Okay. And I said, well, if, if you're southbound on I-17 after a three-day weekend on the last day of the weekend— 
either. You, you might as well <laughs> take the Crown King dirt road. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you bring your patience and some extra refreshments in the car with you. Have plenty of water on hand. Because that's one of the reasons Jennifer and I st- tend to stick pretty close to home on three-day weekends. You, you can hardly run up to Payson, in the White Mountains. You can hardly run up to I-17. Uh, maybe you could go out to Quartzsite. What's the traffic like coming eastbound on I-10? Oh, awful. Where are they? Oh, California? Are they all coming in from California? No, but they're not stopping in Quartzsite. No, but, I mean, it starts backing <laughs> up miles outside of... Uh... Buckeye. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I don't go that direction very often, so I don't know. So the three-day weekend, you're home. You're trying to find a little project to go get done. Let us help talk you through it because what you don't want a three-day project to turn into is 47 trips to the hardware store. Let us know what you're trying to get done. We'll talk to you about it. We'll put the material list together for you. We'll give you recommendations on what products to buy and use maybe even a tip or two on what tools to use but as far as projects to do this season not necessarily this three-day weekend we broke it down into five projects that we're going to be covering here in the next hour maintenance of your air conditioning and heating equipment number one seasonal landscape and gardening to do's just right now Cleaning the chimney. That seemed like an odd one. No, you got to get ready. You got to get it clean now before you start burning in the through the fall and winter. But you think they left it dirty the whole time, or they cleaned it when they were done using it? It's dirty. <laughs> it's dirty. Uh, is my bet. Number four: maintain the pool and prepare it for fall and number five schedule a roof inspection now if you haven't and uh, uh, going through the end of the monsoon season now what you've got to be concerned about if you've made it through the monsoon events without any leaking uh, is your roof ready for the much nicer winter rains they're going to come in january those are nice rains they're soft they're gentle Uh, You don't have 5,000-foot dust clouds covering your city before the driving (laughs) 40-mile-an-hour wind and rains. I didn't see what that was, but it was something like 50 miles wide or something like that, or 40 miles wide and 50,000 feet tall. Tall. Yeah. And like 43 miles wide or something like that. It was a a monster dust storm that hit us, just like the good old days that hit us last night. So, and... Uh, So we'll be talking about those five components of seasonal maintenance. But if you have a project you'd like to talk about in particular, we've got callers lining up now. We'll get to your call as quick as we can at 1-888-767-4348. It's Rosie on the House. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you. Robert's next on the line. New home and surprise, and he's got an issue. Good morning, Robert, and welcome to the program. Okay. Yes. Thank you for taking my calls. Long time listener. Uh, my brand new house under warranty. Came with a garage door but it didn't come with a garage door opener. 
So I had the big box the store. I bought one from a big box store, and they came and installed it. So when they installed it, every time I opened it, for the first time, I only opened it uh, the first time, and it uh, it pops. So I called the, the, uh, the big uh, box store, and they said that uh, they they sent somebody out, and they checked it, and said, no, it's, it's done right. It's, it's okay. And uh, they, they said that... Uh, Whoever painted the doors, the garage door, they got paint on the, I guess the, you call it the seams. And so I called the, the, the builder and they sent one of their guys and he said, uh, he finally admitted it, that uh, it was the paint. But he said that since I got a big box store and, and I didn't go with one of their referrals, it's not under warranty. So I wonder wonder if that was true or not probably so (laughs) probably so but so it's the paint on the seams of the door panels that as you hit the automatic operator that paint is making a popping noise well i kind of it sticks i guess they used uh, some kind of paint that it, it sticks and that uh it uh, makes the, the first pop when I open it, but then I open it. Uh, I can open it a hundred times after that, and it won't stick because it the, the the thickness has uh, I guess broke loose. So that's every morning when I open it up. Well, I guess what I would do um, sooner or later that paint. You say it's a brand new home. Sooner or later that paint is going to cure out, and it ought to quit melting and sticking. I'm guessing that's probably what's happening. But my question to the builder, and I'd put this in writing, I'd say, I understand the fact that I went outside of your warranty network to put the, the uh, operator on. But that isn't the problem. The problem is the original door and paint job, and it would be doing this with an opener on it or not. If I had to manually lift it, it'd still be doing the same thing. And I'd try and reach out to them in that stream of logic to see if they couldn't come back to the table and take a look at it. That paint shouldn't still be doing that. Uh, I, this, I, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, Robert, after 34 years of broadcasting, this is the first time on air I've ever had this question. So I'm glad you're a longtime listener. Uh, I wish I could be a little bit more help, but I'd put my concerns in writing to that builder and see if they won't, if that doesn't bring them back to the table to explore a little bit about, uh, it doesn't sound like it's anything really serious. Uh, you could you could sand the joints between those panels and apply a fresh coat of paint in just a couple of hours. So, I, Robert, I appreciate you listening for a long time. Uh, call me with something I know the answer to next time. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that helps, Robert. I, that's certainly how I would approach it. We did have a texter ask, what do I need to do for water heater maintenance? Uh, ours is gas. Does that make a difference? And that is definitely something you could get done this weekend. Now, yes, it typically is. That's speaking, a great point, Romy. Yes. if you haven't done any kind of water heater maintenance and it's over five, eight years old and you don't have a water heater, we would tell you just leave it alone because uh, you could potentially create more problems than it's worth. I say don't even look at it. 
But when you, you walk by the when you walk by the water heater closet, just look away. Just, <laughs> It'll go away, right? Just, just don't they even don't touch it. If you haven't touched it for five to seven years, don't touch it. But if it is a newer water heater and you uh, need to get some maintenance done this weekend, we've got a great video on our website that walks you through how to do that. Obviously, whether it's gas or electric, the first thing you do is kill the power to the water heater, and then. You'll want to drain it. Now, there's going to be a lot of sediment built up at the bottom, so you may need to uh, drain it, flush it, drain it, flush it, drain it, flush it, drain it, flush it until it, all the water that's running through it is clear. You, just, you want to make sure that's going out into you know a rock yard or a lawn or something like that. And what you're doing is you're just getting rid of the sediment that builds up inside the tank that's left from the water itself. And... One of the really critical things that you need to know on an electric one, you've got one or two different places where the heating element is inserted into the water heater. If you're handy enough while it's drained and the power is disconnected, you can unscrew them, take them out, clean those elements because they do get uh, mineral deposits built up on them as well. But if you don't, or you do or you don't, doesn't matter, but you don't turn the water heater back on until the water heater is completely full. Because if you flip current back onto your water heater and those heating elements aren't submerged in water, you'll fry them so you, and you'll blow them out. So then you have to replace them. They have to be covered in water. And you know when it's full of water uh, by operating the, you know, you just turn it on and the water heater does that for you. You know, it, it knows when to shut itself off, and that's above the uh, the heating element. So you need to kill the water source and the su- uh, power supply source, whether it's gas or electric. And the, the real tip there is keep rinsing it. Turn the valve on, wash out the bottom, let it drain. Turn on the valve, three to five seconds. Just keep it stirred up on the bottom and keep washing that sediment out. That was the real tip there. That you gave. You'll be, you'll be surprised just how many times you have to do that. And then if you're really ambitious, you can go to a plumbing supply store and get an anode rod. It's a soft metal rod designed to be attacked by the hard deposits instead of the metal tank that's a harder metal. So instead of attacking the watertight integrity of your water heater it attacks a sulfur magnesium rod inside the middle and you mentioned that's all on youtube at rosellnows.com kind of takes you through the whole process hey we're talking about projects you can get done yourself on this three-day weekend or through the course of the fall season. But if you're not interested in doing it yourself and you'd like it done Rosie Wright and you live in the greater Phoenix area, give Rosie Wright Design, Build, and Remodel a call at 480-248-8699. We do have some limited openings between now and the end of the year depending on the type of project you'd like to try and get done. We're a little bit backed up, we're a little bit busy, but we're always open for phone calls to talk to you about what project you'd like to get done. 480 248 
800-800-8699. When you want it done, Rosie Wright, call Rosie Wright, Design, Build, Remodel, 480-248-8699. And to join the conversation today, one 767 4348 one Hey, you know, we had Robert call about that garage door sticking. It sounds pretty much like it's the paint in between the seams because it only makes a popping noise when he opens it the first time in the morning. Had another Robert call back after you answered his question and said he had had a very similar problem, but the paint was actually sticking to the weather stripping. Oh, I should have thought of that. And so that's uh, it, was, it, yes. caused, it caused a little drag on the door and actually caused it to break. So Robert... Caused what to break? Uh, well, the steel bar. I don't know the parts of the... Paint caused the steel because bar the, to break. Because the strain on the... It, it caused it to bow when it was trying to open because it was sticking and the door couldn't wow. move. So it can be a little serious. So make sure you get that. And he, he said they came out and they redid the um, the mechanism and then they um, sanded in between like you had suggested as well. So, Well, you know, that's the great thing about being Rosie on the house. Not that we always know the answer, but people know to call us and we become... That's why we're every Arizona homeowner's favorite resource. Now, we'll take Robert, the second Robert that called, and we'll add that data to our database. And we continue to grow this encyclopedia called rosieonthehouse.com so you can go find any answer to Arizona homeownership that you could ever possibly have. Thank you, Robert, for calling and sharing with us your experience. Had a couple texts come in that... Uh, I think this one a lot of people can relate to. Uh, had some three-tab shingles blown off his roof yeah. and the yeah. recent <laughs> events. Uh, he thinks they're GAF, that's a manufacturer, the biggest roofing product manufacturer that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure they're the biggest. And he can't find an exact match. And I will say that's probably you're not going to unless you have extra shingles left from when they installed it shingles for your roof tile inside the house flooring these designs colors layouts dye lots i mean they change constantly and once they're done with that one they'll move on to another one and if it's you know a couple years old they probably don't even make that color design style anymore so your best bet is if this is on the front of the house you go to the back of the house, gently <laughs> remove the number of shingles you need to come back and fix the front, and then do the closest possible match you can on the back and live with that until it's time to replace your entire roof. It's the Rob Peter to pay Paul roof repair technique that we've <laughs> learned over many years of practice. And that doesn't apply uh, just to shingle roofing tiles. The That's right. Concrete clay tiles or. Concrete and clay tiles are, are the exact same. To get to the to get to the projects we're recommending you consider get done this fall. One of them is the maintenance on your air conditioning and heating equipment. If you have a gas furnace, I would encourage you to call your regularly scheduled air conditioning and heating contractor specialist and schedule the winter tune-up now. And a good winter tune-up for a gas furnace is going to include blowing off or vacuuming off the burner element so that when it first lights, it's not burning all the dust that's accumulated there since the last time it was turned on. 
we get a lot of phone calls about, well, my heater went on and it feels, sounds like, smells like something's burning. Well, something is burning. If it's a gas furnace, all the dust that's been accumulating in there all summer long is what's burning. It'll go away quickly because uh, it doesn't last long. That burning chamber gets pretty hot and all of that fires out pretty easy. But if you've got a gas furnace, call to get the winter servicing scheduled now. Get it done. And scheduling it now means it's going to happen in October or November. Don't wait till October to November to schedule it for December or January. Go ahead and put it on your calendar now. If you have a heat pump, get out there and uh, take your leaf blower and make sure if you've got a split system and the compressor condenser unit is outside on the ground, just take your leaf blower and blow away any of the leaf debris or landscape clutter that's around there kind of we don't really recommend homeowners getting in there with with spray hoses and water and all that Um, just take your leaf blower and blow it off the air conditioning specialist will take care of cleaning it with soap water brush checking all the contacts and things like that so there are a couple things you can do as a homeowner If you've got the split system and you've got a closet inside the house that holds the air handler, it would be a good time to kind of take a look at what's stored in there. really should be nothing. There should be nothing stored inside that closet, okay? Anything that's stored in there is components that could be introduced into the air system you're putting throughout your whole house. So get in there and Clean the mechanical closet, dust it off real good, empty it of anything, never store paint in there, never store cleaning chemicals or anything like that. Clean it out, schedule your winter service, and blow off the compressor condenser with your leaf blower. A couple things you can do, and you could even be done in time for kickoff. (laughs) Which kickoff? Uh, any any of them, baby. It's season now. We need some football music to enter into the next segment of the show, sure. All right, let's go to Gail, who's next on the line at one 767 4348 That's one 888 Rosie for you. Good morning, Gail. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. How can we help? Uh, my project is I have a wall that I like to have remote, and it's not a weight-bearing wall, and it, does con- it has, has electric in it, and it also... Um, had ductwork, but we had the home uh, already uh, reduct. So, uh, but it does have a return that once that wall uh, drop ceiling is removed, then it'd have to be uh, lifted. And then we also have popcorn ceilings that need to be uh, scraped and um, retextured. And so I wasn't sure what I needed. Did I need a handyman? Did I need a painter? Did I need, I don't know what I need. Well, on our referral network, you will find handyman connection. Most handymen are not licensed, and they can't tackle a job that big. But handyman connection is licensed, and they can perform a job that size. Non-load bearing, uh, we've got a little bit of mechanical to take the wall return air, make it a ceiling return air, scraping the acoustic uh, spray on the drywall ceilings, and removing that wall, and then you would have the option of doing whatever floor covering you'd like when you're done. 
it is going to require a permit, uh, and it's more than a handyman, but Handyman Connection specifically, you can find it at rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, it would be a perfect candidate to get a quote from, and I'm going to take a look and explain the process to you. I, I did talk to them a couple weeks ago, and I do know they're backed up a bit. Is this something you want to hope to get done before the holidays? Um, no, we're no, we're just checking around right now to see okay. what our best option is. All right. Well then get someone from handyman connection out there and take a look at it. That, that is a, it's going it, to, you'll be surprised how quick it gets done. The, they'll be able to get in there and get out of there. The thing that's going to take the most amount of time is re-diverting your, uh, return air duct and plenum. And, and while you're doing that, let me give you a tip. Uh, if we've got to change the return air plenum and where our filter lives, when they do that, ask them to build you a return air plenum and filter box that will allow you to put in a three-inch paper pleated filter. And then you'll only have to change the filters every six months or every 12 months. True, they cost $60, but it's much, much better for your indoor air quality and for your air conditioning equipment. And they can only do that. It's only, it's only cost effective to do that when you're modifying the return air plenum as a, pro, a part of this other project. So, Ms. Gale, we appreciate the phone call and the confidence in Rosie on the house. Call Handyman Connection, see if they can't help you out. One of the other projects we're talking about getting done this season, Romy, is that seasonal landscape and gardening. That is my entire three-day weekend this weekend. Gardener Rosie, I've I've got to, I've got crawling tomatoes that have got to come out. I've got a little bit of weed problem in my garden. I'm I'm gonna be in the garden literally all weekend. <laughs> Rosie's gonna be dealing with his weed in his garden. Get Man, it. it's so hot this week. He's gonna need three days for that. Get it? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Does this involve fire again? It will involve some fire, okay. some fire with my new enhanced large mega flamethrower. <laughs> and we did put Jay Harper's garden mix in there. If you're going to do, you know, in-ground tilling, uh, you can. Uh, it's become more popular just to buy the bag mix and do an above-ground raised gardener, raised garden, uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, less bending over. You can make it a little bit more rodent. It's easier to make it rodent and bird-proof in an elevated platform. You can. It's all. It's more manageable in every way, and it doesn't take years and years of garden tilling. Because with this in-ground one, it's it's a great recipe, but it takes several planting cycles to really get it as good as what you're going to buy in a bag. Now, the bag stuff's going to cost you more. Um, and there is stuff you don't want to put it all, you know, if you're trying to bring this up two or three feet, one, it would cost a ton of money <laughs> to do bad compost that whole way, but you don't need that much compost. You know, the bottom can be a woodier mulch, you know, start with several different layering materials so that the water has the ability to drain and, and, and dry out because the roots do need to dry out uh, for, for proper growth. But you can get at least a good foot of compost in there that'll give you, you know, a good depth on your carrots. That's uh, one of the, the primary thing that we see is people trying to grow carrots and they're only getting one or two inches of high clay soil 
native clay soil is pretty hard to grow in. So a couple extra inches of compost lets you get that length. And that's just a personal preference. It's going to take you probably a little bit longer to build that raised gardener than it is to till all this into the ground. So uh, with the, the traditional mix. So it's just what, uh, what you want to spend your time doing and how, uh, how do you like to set up your garden. But it's a great time for uh, fall planting, although we do have like an extreme heat warning this weekend. And I, I think the reason we have it in and, garden is because we had two teenage boys. <laughs> and it always cracks me up, like, heat warning in Arizona. Well, kind of duh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the other tips is cleaning your chimney. If for some reason you haven't done a fireplace or chimney or firebox cleaning since last fall, get that done before it becomes burning season again okay so there's three of the five tips we'll cover the rest when we get back right after this short break y'all don't go anywhere it's time for the kickoff we could be discouraging some of those labor day plans that we're talking about i know i'm sensing a real conflict here myself gary (laughs) what 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 it puts it down to Two-day weekend. <laughs> Five projects we're recommending you get done right now, this time of year. Number four. You know, and it's pools, but before we get to that, I'm kind of sidetracked here on a the perfect design of a home. Oh. One of the things we've talked about in the last few years that you'll probably start seeing built into the home is some kind of delivery option. It's as common as deliveries are for everything now. and A safe drop zone. Right. And I mean, there's doors that you can buy that retrofit, but you know, a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to refrigerated goods, don't have something. So I kind of vision something by the garage where it's a one-way entrance that you would have that the delivery guy could drop off and it's refrigerated. It could give there and you would get a, the delivery guy would get a pin code that only be good for that five minutes while he was there and gone. And then when you're home, you can access it from the other side. But uh, our caller or texter earlier that had the shingles missing that he couldn't find just think about all the building material you need to keep extras of when you build floor tile countertop tile shower tile uh extra paint for touch-up of those colors roofing tile i mean just the the list could go on and on of all the little extra items you need for upkeep and maintenance designing someplace inside the home to store excess building <laughs> materials for maintenance needs to be somehow incorporated with that uh, that extra space for the for de- a delivery room. You know that could be somewhere near the the garage right there as well. You know just some rectangle cavity four or five feet wide right next to the garage that takes up the inside of you know your home for all these extra things. I think needs to go into the design process for the, quote, perfect home. All right. So let's get on to the pool maintenance. Well, I, I, How long has it been since you've been in your pool? I think it's probably been two or three weeks since I jumped in, in ours. It was, it, was, it was since the grandchildren have been at the house. I, I never get in the pool by myself. Yeah, and even, uh, even the kids, I've seen them only. And when they do get in, it's just, it's you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes where it used to be two or three hours. Uh, so it's winding down the swim season. 
on that, uh, obviously you want to get it as clean as possible wrapping up. And that's hard to keep it clean during the monsoon. The up and down on the temperature <laughs> seems to play havoc on the pool water chemistry. The organic Obviously the, that the big fun, uh, sheet of dust that came in uh, through Arizona, uh, leaves, branches, all kinds of debris. So cleaning it is essentially uh, the first step of shutting it down. Then you get to anticipate using less chemicals, right? Um, we've had to use quite a bit this summer to keep all the yellow um, algae out. It's just with all the dust storms and stuff, it really has brought in a lot of stuff. So soon as it gets just a little bit cooler at night, the water starts turning prettier and it's clearer and, you know, colder, of course, too. <laughs> put, put the swimming pool to sleep in the off-season so you can reduce the runtime on your pump, you can reduce the chemicals, but don't lose track of checking the water chemistry on a regular basis all winter long. And, of course, we've always got our Jeff Getz at Deckover reminding you if you're ready to retire it indefinitely, not indefinitely, but let's say you don't plan on using your pool for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, drain it, build a deck over it, have that flat space utilized in your yard, and then, you know, obviously have that water savings as well. And he even sets up storage facilities under the deck. If you want, yeah. Yeah. So that might be that place you were recommending there just a minute For building ago. materials? Yeah, to store the building materials. The other fifth thing we'd like to recommend is go ahead and schedule a roof inspection. You've made it through the monsoon. Um, it ends the end of September. You haven't had any roof leaks. But now would be a good time to establish a relationship with a roofer. If you've got a roof that's over seven, eight, or nine years old, you ought to be getting it checked by someone you trust on an annual basis. And once you establish a trusting relationship with a licensed, bonded, insured, Rosie certified roofer, and we have seven certified roofers across the state of Arizona, once you've got an established relationship with them, they'll come out and check that roof for you as a courtesy each and every year and give you a visual check on its condition. So there they are, the five home projects to do this season. And you were saying we've got a couple texts, so we try and we have time to squeeze one in. Well, first, you you got credit this week for saving someone's sanity. Okay, all right. How's that? On I, you, I usually I usually am blamed for just the opposite, <laughs> driving people nuts. Uh, well, your YouTube channel, Swinging Door Fix, the woman said it was driving her crazy, so she was so thankful for learning how to fix that sound or fix the swing. Yeah, I, 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 uh, some guy. Uh, uh, gave me credit for saving his skull because he would hit it every night going to the bathroom. <laughs> so good. I'm, that, that YouTube you know, event you, is watched a lot. You know when it's popular when people use the comments to try and sell products. We had somebody in there trying to sell a magnetic door hold as an alternative, uh, which isn't bad. It was a cute little idea, but you still have to buy something. Rosie's method here, if you don't have a hammer, you needed one anyway. That's so right. Buy yourself a hammer and fix that swinging door.